You've arrived. You've arrived to the Nipple Whiskers Podcast with your host, Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Come along as he explores the shadows of yesterday's failures in order to gain the knowledge required for a better tomorrow. The journey starts now. Let's go. Let's go. What's up, folks? What's up, folks? Bob Dog checking in with you once again. We're going to try this again, man. It's been befooky right here, but we're going to go ahead and give it another shot. Give it another shot, man. Got a little wild child running in, and then the door gets closed, and she's over here screaming for mama. But I love this life. I love this life. Um, Man, 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 man. I'm sorry for the delay, folks. I definitely want to apologize and just you know thank everybody for tuning in. Start with that. I want to wish everybody the best of health, and that was my concern this morning. Uh, my throat, I hope I sound okay, but my throat was shot. I know I had family photos today, my lady and everything, got it all got it all ready. We got all dressed, and she was like, yeah, my family's going to be there. I was like, what do you mean your family's going to? I didn't know this was a whole group thing. I was thinking, all right, there'll be a photographer, and I can just put my mask on and stay the hell away, you know, kind of, kind of you know, edge it by. She's like, no, my whole family is going to be there. That means great-grandma. That means everybody, all types of people. I was like, oh, no, no, cannot do this at all. I was like, I'm not feeling good. We, you know, I'm staying home. She didn't voice too much concern. She didn't get mad at me. Um, that's how I know that she's really, really, really mad at me. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just how things go. But with that being said, I do want to, you know, I think that I'll be okay. I, I'm, I'm feeling a little better. I came home. I just went straight to sleep. I woke up. I had some soup. And, you know, feeling a little bit better. My throat is shot, though. I hope that I sound okay. And if I don't, well, shit, I'm still dropping dimes, man. I'm going to drop some dimes of knowledge, I'm hoping, and that's what we're looking for. With that being said, I only have 26 minutes of SD card space to um, left, and I've got to use it just the way that I was raised. And my dad, you know, whooped my tail if I didn't. We were the two squares of toilet paper type family, even with the stupid single ply toilet paper, man. It was ridiculous. But, you know, if you went down to a half square left on the roll, you better figure it out. Otherwise, you were getting the smackdown. So I got to use this 26 minutes and I'm going to try to use it wisely. Oh, man. All righty. I do have another SD card, but that means I just got to flop it in. Got to use it. All righty, folks. I do want to appreciate everybody once again. Um, subscribe where you get your podcast. Hit me on social media. If I'm not where you need a podcast, hit me on social media. Let me know, and I'll get it to you. Whoo, man, 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 man. Life. Life is a trip. Like I said, my girlfriend's probably mad at me, but if not for the reason that I mentioned with the photos, it'll go back to I received a text message um, yesterday, and it stated... Your podcast is making me irritated. Now, now, I could assume that she was listening to it and it was something I said, but that would take self-responsibility. And I could avoid that by thinking, I'm going to assume it was a technical issue. Maybe she couldn't download it where she was and maybe it wasn't playing for her. Let's go with that. That's a lot. You know, it makes more sense that way. So I didn't reply at all. I just waited till I saw her, gave her a hug and said, hey, babe, I missed you all day. You know what I mean? And, I still think it's weird that we call each other baby and all that stuff. I don't call her baby, but just the fact that people are like, hey, baby. And it's like, no, that ain't your baby, man. But um, that's just the way that, you know, at least American culture, I'm not sure how it is around the world, but I am learning. A lot of the people that I'm speaking with now, especially on Discord or from like Africa. I was speaking to a dude from Africa a lot today. That was pretty awesome. Um, Definitely a lot of people from Europe and around the world. So, man, I'm learning so much, especially in Asia, a lot of the Asian culture and there was you know, telling me about some crazy little, uh, I don't know what those sticks were called, punkies or P 
pinkies. I, I, I'm messing up. I should have it on the list, but I didn't. So, like I said, I got y'all were probably thinking, well, it's just a girlfriend. My, you know, when I said my girlfriend's mad, blah blah blah. Y'all probably thinking, well, you're Bob Dog. You find another girlfriend. Well, yeah, that is pretty easy in the world. However, not for everybody. Not for everybody. But however. My girlfriend's basically like my wife. We've been together, I believe, eight years. I hope I'm right because otherwise I'll probably get karate chopped in the throat and it'll feel worse than it already does and it don't feel good. But y'all probably asking, dang, eight years and we have a child together who's like two and a half. So that means, you know, she's been pregnant for like three, over three years. We've been, you know, really hit shitched. But here's my only problem. And don't think that it's not debated amongst the household. She definitely brought it up on Friday. So this is a very hot topic and something that, you know, it gets brought up quite often. Oh, girlfriend to wife. That that takes um, a marriage. And my understanding of a marriage was always amongst three people. It was amongst a man, a woman, and the Holy Spirit, the father. I'm not sure if that's politically correct anymore. Maybe it's the mother now. I'm not really sure how they identify or how that works, so don't ban me. I'm definitely going to give that little bit of leeway and just see where, you know, culture goes because in five years I might be a sinner just for saying that. Um. Yeah, like I said, a wedding I don't think was ever meant to be amongst the government. I don't think that the government was supposed to be involved, especially with the, you know, industry that they've built in divorce and the divorce industry and just how much money and revenue is generated through that that entire scam and how that's set up. Um, I don't believe, you know, I, and I believe me, I understand and I feel the pain of those that cannot quite get, you know, the medical insurance of their spouse or something without them a marriage. So I understand they try to put us in a monopoly and tie our hands to where we need it so that they can be in control and they can have us under a contract. But I don't want to be under their contract in any way, shape or form. You know what I mean? Like it's ridiculous the way that they pull it off. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to submit to that. And if you, you really need an example of how, how much, you know, bullshit it is, you can just look at wedding rings in general. And, that, you know, she brought it up and said, you know, somebody asked her, well, where's the wedding ring and blah, blah, blah. Diamonds. When it comes to diamonds, and that's, you know, the biggest crock of crap in the world, it all started in around 1938 with the De Beers. We're going to call them a diamond cartel because um, they, they're definitely a cartel by this point. At the point, it was, you know, just a gentleman. He was, you know, a younger guy, and he jumped over. He was over down there in South 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 Africa. I forget what he was down there for, but he was working for somebody, and he basically got a diamond thing going. Um, they also, the at, I don't know if you've heard the term, but it was, you know, a little older than I am. That is supposed, you're, a man is supposed to spend two months' salary on a ring. That was kind of, it was complete ad, and it definitely rolled, and it was kind of became like a rule that people almost expected, and it's just crazy, the marketing. It was the most amazing marketing ever. You guys know the term, a diamond is forever. Come on, man. Tell me you don't know that term. It's a, it's amazing marketing. And you know how old that is? It's, it's amazing. That term right there is really sets the resale, and it just camouflages the entire resale market. It makes you think that the diamond should be forever. So when you go to sell it, you see the resale value of diamonds is like a quarter. You'll be lucky if you get 30% of what you paid for it. It is disgusting. Um, the diamond quality, this is why, you know, De Beers is even considered a cartel. They control the entire diamond quality, I mean, quantity. Um, the diamond quantity, they have just stashed away. They only allow so much out, which is what controls the price because they control the supply. 
They control the supply, which then increases demand. Uh, not that it increases demand, but it charges demand more because there's not enough to buy. Even though it can be made in a lab, even though there's used ones, but with the phrase diamonds are forever, everybody wants a new one. It's crazy. It's crazy the monopoly that they have got just society in and that people fall for this joke. Um, I feel like this about a lot of things. But when it comes to this, I know, you know, it's something that I don't mind addressing at all. I feel strongly about it. I have for a long time. I'm not saying that I'm correct in any way, shape, or form. I feel like I can change my idea or my, it's not a belief because I can change it. So my idea can change tomorrow. But this is the way that I felt for many, many, many years. Um, As a kid, I definitely had mom and dad. But I do remember coming home one day and mom just being gone. My dad never smoked a cigarette before. We were in elementary school. I came home, I opened the door, and I he was always at work anyway, so it was weird seeing him home before 5 p.m. Opened the door, and there he was smoking a cigarette, and I remember just looking at him like, stop playing. He looked at me, and I just saw tears in his eyes. My dad was not somebody to cry, so right at that point, I was like, oh, crap. So I just ran in my bed, jumped in it, and just started crying. I was probably like eight years old, I think. And uh, I always feel bad looking back because I didn't even like grab my little brother or anything. I don't even know what happened to him, but I just dipped and my dad's not somebody to really talk with somebody. So I should have grabbed my brother up, but you know, looking back, that's, that's just how things go. Hindsight's twenty twenty. So the weddings, weddings, I think is a scam. You know what I mean? I think there's so much money just wasted on that. I don't think that just the whole idea of weddings and people spent thousands I mean, thousands of dollars on these weddings. $30,000 ain't nothing to spend on a wedding. They're making, like, payments on their wedding and payments on their rings and payments. This is a joke, man. I, I know I, maybe it's only in America. I'm not really sure. Um, but just this culture over here is, is sickening. It's disgusting. When I see, especially another represent, uh, represent representation of this mindset, would just be new cars. People look at, you know, older cars and they're just like, oh my God, look at this piece of junk. It's funny because in my mindset, I look at these new cars and I'm like, man, look at this piece of junk. It's literally built to last eight years. These cars aren't even built to li- like last. And it's very interesting. Some of them might, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not against any new cars at all, but just the way that people view older cars, you buy a new car, you're spending, you know, $90,000 here in 10 years. That car is worth $9,000. It is fucking crazy, man. The depreciation level where you can buy, a, you know, a classic car. You could buy a classic car for $90,000. And here in 10 years, you know, you're, you're going to have to do some engine upkeep. You might even have to replace the engine. But in 10 years, that thing going to be worth $120,000. You know what I mean? It's it's nuts that people are willing to do this from my perspective. I don't know. Maybe not everybody. It is nice when you go to your car. You know it's going to start. But if you spend $90,000 on an old car, you're going to have a nice-ass old car with the motor swap already, everything converted to, you know, to OBD2, to modern electronics for those that aren't car people. Um, damn. Oh, 15 minutes. All right. Cool, cool. But, yeah, like I said, man, I love classic cars and just everything. Man. Everybody's in with the new and out with the old. Um, I'm a big fan. I just posted on one of my socials that there's a 91 Honda CRX that just reached 1 million miles on its original engine and transmission. Everybody knows I'm a Honda fan, especially the CRX, and just to see 1 million miles on a single overhead cam. I think it said VTEC also. But, uh yeah, single overhead cam, D-series, CRX. That's beautiful. One million miles. That thing's trekking. 
Um, that's 1991. Still pushing. You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason when everybody's wanting to upgrade. A lot of it, my lady's car is pissing me off. I'd be riding around in her little Mazda. She has one of those new SUVs. Not new. It's a couple, maybe two, three years old. The radio just shuts down, shuts down, shuts down. She's talking about she needs to go down to the dealership and get an update on the radio. It'll fix everything. And it's like, what do you... There's been cars and radios since 1950s. I've been in all of them, and they still work. I could literally get in my 63 Dodge Dart and just crank the tunes. The speakers were disintegrated, but they'll they'll rattle. You know what I mean? But all these radios work. Nowadays, a computer and the... The radio don't even work. It just keeps shutting down. It starts up, takes my phone if my phone's on Bluetooth, and then it'll shut back down in 30 seconds, and it's ridiculous. It's so frustrating. I want to punch that stupid dash. <sighs> I don't do it, though. With that being said, yeah, the diamond market is its just been a joke. Um, Man, when I think about just perspective and just perception, you know what I mean, and just the way that we view things, it always reminds me of just my son with that milk. When my, you know, my lady was breastfeeding and when she dropped off the baby, she, she used a breast pump and used to pump milk and we would have these bags in the freezer. I know it's kind of weird cause I was never used to it, but there would be like breast milk in the freezer in these pouches. And one day we had cereal, but we had no milk. And my son was like, yeah, we have no milk. And I was like, yeah, we do we have a freezer full. And he was like, ew, I'm not drinking that. And it just hit me. Like it really hit me at that moment. Like, Wow. Like, we think it's more normal to just suck on a cow udder than, you know, human breast milk. That's very weird to me, and I just started looking into it today. I spent a little while just jumping down a rabbit hole there. Um, humans are the only ones to drink milk, you know, into adulthood. There's no other animals that drink milk all the way into adulthood. Like, it's it's meant for babies. And it's very crazy the way that the enzymes in the stomach change over time to where a lot of people can't even handle it in their stomach, you know, after you drink a little bit and you just completely, it's basically lactose intolerant, And which brings me to the next point. 65% of the world population is lactose intolerant. I was looking at a map. It's crazy the way that it breaks out or breaks down because a lot of my friends are not. I do know a couple, but I do definitely do know a couple, but most of them are not. North America and Europe have a very low percentage, while Southeast Asia has like 90%. You can see on the map how it spreads out, and they can break it. They were, they were trying to explain it and break it down to just colonization and the way that, you know, just culture and the way that domestication and just um, domestication of animals, especially livestock like sheep and that type of thing, and how it spread out and how they're, they're the more common ones that can drink Milk for Lunger, and very interesting history if you guys want to check that out. I think it was on TED, T-E-D, space E-D, TED-Ed, if I remember correctly, um, which is TED Talks, but just a TED ed- educational channel. I love TED Talks, man. There's so much education on there. After school program, I said it last one. Um, school is in S-K-O-O-L, after school. Uh, ridiculous content on there. Love a lot of it. Um yeah, I always thought that was weird, especially when you start looking into milk and just how milk currently, especially with the government regulations, goes through a heat treatment, and that argue, arguably eliminates a lot of the health benefits. I remember that because natural milk is illegal to sell, mostly because of the bacteria in it, and I believe that there are you know live enzymes and just the bacteria in it when they boil it, 
it destroys a lot of the active living ingredients in it. Um, I'm not going to get into the scientific terms because I am not a science person and I'm not going to pretend and get it wrong and get called out. But I do know that the heat treatment, a lot of people disagree with it and think that it alters the health benefit. A lot of people link it to um, cancer and all types of different things. But what it has truly been linked to is, um, I believe it was obesity and what is that shit called on your face? Acne. Acne. I want to say asthma for some reason, but acne. Um, especially skim milk, I believe, was causing a lot of acne. And, I mean, acne, if that's the worst thing you can do, I'm not going to overlook it because I know going in high school and stuff, you look at me like, oh, my God, this pimple, I can't even go to school today. Like, it's the biggest pimple in the world when you're going through it, especially for people that have severe acne. I feel for you. Um, my best friend Dustin growing up, he had it to the point where, you know, everybody just felt bad. Um, and, you know, nothing but, you know, I, I don't want to view my perspective and say it's no big deal just because I feel for people that it is a big deal. But for me, um, I, I, I drank all types of milk growing up. But like I said, I'm, I'm more in that the higher range of, you know, not likely to be lactose intolerant. Plus, we drink milk all the time around here. I just think it's weird how we view breast milk from a human as gross compared to breast milk from a cow, which is strange, um, very strange. With that being said, I was looking at some crazy stuff like they have reindeer milk from, you know, actual reindeers and it's like 20% and it has just a lot more fat because they give it to their calves and they want them to grow, you know, more for their severe winters and everything. That's why I need to drink. If I'm trying to gain some weight, I need some reindeer milk. I never heard about that, but man, man, man. I don't know. That sounds funny, though. But never heard of such a thing. But I did see that it, you know, it does exist. And, man, maybe that's the thing. Maybe I'll be looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger in two weeks, man. Just be drinking some reindeer milk. You know what I mean? But, man, man, I miss MMA. I miss going to the sparring session, especially, you know, with this pandemic. I really haven't been looking into it. And, uh, Man, I miss it. There's nothing like locking that cage behind you and knowing it's you and him. Nobody's in there to save you. Nobody, mama's not, nobody's coming in the room to jump you. Nobody's going to help him. Nobody's going to help you. Just figure it out. This is what it's come down to, and it's go time. There's no way to explain it to anybody else unless you've been in that moment. I mean, even sparring. Sparring is awesome. Um, and just being in the gym. And when it goes the level beyond sparring, when you have beef with somebody in the gym and, you know, the trainer understands that and he's like, well, here y'all go. You know what I mean? You wait until practice is done, gym clears out, and then you got like four or five people left and here you go, time to settle it. That's why we used to do it anyways. And uh, throw the gloves on and there you go, go at it. There's nothing like those moments, especially you know, when, you're not, when you know that you're not going to get jumped. Um, a lot of people, I'm sure, have been in street fights. Very unfortunate. A lot of people haven't, too. I definitely feel for y'all, and I think y'all were lucky as hell. Um, that's coming from somebody who's definitely been shot at, definitely been stabbed, um, and jumped. You know what I mean? Definitely on countless occasions. Street fighting is a whole different level. It's Man, It's when you start talking about tactics, well, the tactics that I use on the street are nothing compared to the tactics that I use in a gym. When it's me against him, that's that's cool. I don't have to watch my back. I don't have to worry. You know what I mean? I don't have to worry about what's behind me or what's to the side. It's completely different. You can zone out. It's kind of like playing chess, just you and him. 
it's amazing. Um, street fights are always very nerve wracking because you already know if you knock him, somebody's probably going to pull out a gun or a weapon because they don't want to be the next one. And it gets very, 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 very sketchy. At least over here in the ghetto, man. It was just part of growing up. We were always fighting. Um, I got jumped in, you know, kindergarten, first, first grade. I don't remember, but it was on picture day, the day before picture day, because I remember my parents were, ooh, they were mad. They were mad. I definitely got revenge. Um, One of them, I, I bing-bopped them both, but one of them, I got him in the baseball diamond. Um, It was two-on-one before. Now it's one-on-one. I think we're at recess. Knocked out his front tooth. His mom switched him schools. You know, he didn't want no more. And the other one, he just took the beating, and we just left it at that. You know what I mean? We went to school for years together after that and he just we just left it as it was yeah i got me on the two-on-one but i got them both on the one-on-one but i think they already knew that was going to happen i was in karate as a kid and that's probably why they both came at me in that direction or in you know with that intention and they were both a year younger than me which was also strange but they, they got me that first time they definitely scratched me up and that's about the time that i learned in kindergarten like i've got to have my back in better situations because as soon as you think you're going one-on-one somebody grabs you from behind and that never happened again there were actually times where oh man i had somebody break in my car and i finally caught him i caught him up some stairs i was on my jog just doing my thing had my i think i had my fight shorts on i had some shorts on basketball shorts i'm jogging and i see i see the person i've never met this person um face to face what happened was i just started dating his ex so he broke into my car Stole my phone, um, and then he knew the, the clique that he was with. I probably said it before, but the clique, the little group gang thing that he was with, he went ahead, and I knew that the lead of it. Next thing I know, the lead of it's calling me like, yo, bro, I got your phone. And I'm like, Who, you got my phone. Like, what's up? Like, you know I need him. You know I, I need this. Where's he at? He's like, please just drop it. I got your phone. I'm like, man, like, just drop it. Like, it's crazy. So, I dropped it at that point, but now I'm out on my jog. This is like a year later, and uh, I see him. I see him up on the upper balcony. I'm like, yo, you, you're such and such. He's like, yep. Or he's like, who are you? That's right. He didn't say, yep. He was like, who are you? And I told him, I'm Bob Dog, man. What's happening? What goes back in his apartment, comes out. You know, three people now. They come downstairs. I squared up. I was about to get him, about to get him. And as soon as I was about to, you know, we squared up. I'm just focus is totally tuned in and I see his buddy trying to creep in behind me. So I'm using my feet now. I'm just creating my distance. Like back up, homie, back up. And that's when he's like, yo, da da da. And that's when I realized, oh, this I see how this is gonna go. So I went ahead, skied it out of that scenario. You know what I mean? I said, I'm gone. Took off, dipped, hit the corner. They tried to they tried to catch me. All three of them were trying to be up on me, but nope. Can't nobody keep up with a Bob Dog, man. When I get to dip and I'm gone, man, if if you want to hear a funny story? I was chilling in uh, PE when I was. Shit, did I get suspended for that one? I had to be in eighth grade. No, I was in ninth grade. I'm lying because I was already in high school. I was at Colton. Chilling in high school. Um, I had, I don't know if anybody remembers those highlighter pipes back in the day. It was like a highlighter, but there was a metal pipe that slid in the, in the end of it. For those that were, you know, weed smokers back in the day and you were trying to hide it back when you were in school. So it slid in there, and it was metal. So I had that. I had the metal piece, and I, I believe I had the highlighter also. But um, definitely had the metal piece, and I had some tree in there. It was a grandfather. It was granddaddy perps, I remember. It was like a gram of it. And I was chilling at PE, and I didn't want to leave it in the locker room because they bring the drug dogs through sometimes, and 
they go through the lockers and you won't know until you go back in. And as soon as you get to your locker, they just like surround you. And so you don't really have a chance. So I feel better keeping it in my pocket. So at least if something happens, like it does, um, I at least have a chance to, you know, figure something out. I don't like being set up. So I try to avoid these scenarios. You know what I mean? I'm always thinking the worst. And that's what kept me out of most of my legal trouble. Knock on wood. But, um, yeah, man, got to keep that going. All right, all right, all right. So I'm sitting at uh, playing basketball, and I'm hitting the jukes, you know what I mean, getting down. I love playing basketball. I was, you know, one of the better ones definitely back then. And I went for a, a layup or something. I went for a block. I'm not really sure. But either way, I jumped fully extended. I went for the swat, the release. Either way, my hands were up. And out come my pocket. out of my pocket flies this bag, hits the floor. Oh, I'm about to end this podcast because I'm about to end. Oh man, the bag hits the floor. Teacher runs up behind. Teacher comes over. Hey, hey, come over here, Bob. Go over there. I was like, "What's up?" She's like, "What's well, in your pocket?" I was like, "What are you talking about?" She was like, "I saw something fall out. What is it?" I was like, "Um, it's my Hot Wheels." She was like, "Hot Wheels." She was like, "Can I see it?" I was like, "Nah, you can't." She got on her. She turned around, got on her radio, like security. Boom! I hit the buckets. I dipped out. When I came back, um, I went to the other side. I threw it on top of you know. I did what I, I threw it on top of a roof. I went to the other side. Next thing I know, security is over there. They finally find me because I walked up to them. They bring me to the principal's office. Um, they asked me to be on the track team because of my takeoff speed. All righty, folks. I'm at 26 minutes. I love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Bob Dog, check me on podcast, you know, on uh, everywhere you get your podcast. Subscribe. Hit me on social. I love y'all. I'm out. The time has come. You've been listening to the Nipple Whiskers Podcast. With your host, Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Follow us on social media, subscribe on YouTube, and visit nipplewhiskerspodcast.com for exclusive offers and information on upcoming episodes. This podcast will now self-destruct in three, two, one.